So, uh, so Kevin hates Game of Thrones. I didn't say I hate Game of Thrones. I just hate all of the characters and the plot. Oh, well, I mean, there's so much. I hate Lord of the Rings. Yeah, you love Vikings. Well, see, I don't know what it is about Vikings, but it just holds my attention much better than Game of Thrones does. What do you think of Westworld? Um, from the episodes that I saw, I really liked it. Okay, good, because I would have slapped you if you'd have said, I don't like it. Or if you'd have made reference to the fucking 70s movie, which was bad. I, I would I would have been now I will say that I actually would have much preferred if they had done um, medieval world as the TV show instead of Westworld. Hey, as someone who hates westerns, no one is going to agree with you more. <laughs> no one. And on that note, let's it's hosting time. Welcome to the greatest show. There's three of us tonight. I was expecting like five or six or maybe even seven. I'm stupid. And I'm DJ. And I'm joined by my lovely wife, Trisha. Say hello. Hi. And my other lovely wife, Kevin. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so oh. yeah, tonight's going to be a very skeleton crew night unless Rachel shows up at some point. Rachel should be here tonight. Um, her friend Maya was also supposed to be here, but until she actually shows up, I'm going to go with the theory of she doesn't exist. So, funny story. I, I worked with a guy named Rob for years. I, I met him at a call center. We worked on multiple accounts together at this call center, and then we moved to different jobs, and then we later met up at another, for, at another center that we're information was processed all of this time he kept talking about this girlfriend he had how she was this great and how she was that great and she was this and she was that and he just kept talking about her so I said when are we gonna meet her he's like uh, sometime then he would he would make some plans and then they would back out he would make some plans and then they would back out so one day I look at his best buddy and I'm like all right just go along with me. He's like, what? So I, I started talking to Rob. I'm like, your girlfriend doesn't exist. He goes, what? Darren, which is his buddy, buddy's name. Darren, Darren can prove he exists. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so we met her the very next time that all of us got together. So Maya doesn't exist until she appears. Well, I mean, either she doesn't exist or she has really weird parents. I mean, those are our options. Yes. That, yes. So, unlike last week, or the week before, or the under other 128 episodes that have happened in this uh, wonderful show of ours, or 129, uh, whatever my math is bad, um, I've come up with a list of topics, which I'm going to do weekly, so that we all have something to talk about. Now, I guess this is where I should just leave then. What? Well, none of the topics 
have anything to do with anything I care about, correct? Well, it can be just me and Kevin, I suppose. But <laughs> well, well, we can I, also add add topics to the list. Yeah, yeah, we can do this on the fly too. I just want to have a base to fall back on so that we're not sitting here with our thumbs in our asses, um, pretending to plug products that we don't have advertising dollars for, and that we would probably be sued for if they found out that we were plugging them. <laughs> like the giant Budweiser sign that's normally behind Metal Jesus's head. <laughs> We are legally required to inform you that th that we are not sponsored by Budweiser. You know, you would think that they would get wind of a show like this and go, hey, we'll start pouring some dollars into there, and I would immediately start advertising with those dollars, like advertising the show out there, and then we could plug. Because every smart business just throws money at random shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's how you do good business. Now, now wait a minute. Well, I mean, it worked for Donald Trump. Yeah, it's true. Now, well, if, if no, this, it didn't, but filing bankruptcy did. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not suggesting that they would throw money at just everything, but I mean, it's, we've been going for a hundred. This is a hundred and thirty-second episode, so it's not like we're brand new. We're not going anywhere. I mean, it's not like tomorrow I'm going to go. Eh, I'm done with the greatest show because that would be silly. So. We had a lot of pre-show conversations uh, just between us. Well, I mean, just us, because I was assuming more people would show up. So rather than completely rehash those, um, let's start with, um, I, I had mentioned on my list that there was the Lion Forge comics is, has begun their superhero shared universe. Their aim is to be diverse. So whereas like a Marvel and a DC basically did straight white male superheroes for decades before integrating women and people of color and other nationalities and things like that. And even then they had super offensive themes. Let's not forget that. Well, how can you say Black Lightning is a super offensive theme? Oh, or, well, I was referring more to like, for instance, Wonder Woman. What was, wait, why is, why is you know, her, theme? her original weakness was having her hands tied by a man. Well, <laughs> well, but her and whole comic was basically made her their secretary. Well, the, the creator of her comic, it was basically a veiled way for him to let everybody know that he was into BDSM. <laughs> Hence the lasso of truth. You have to be tied up with it, and then you have to tell the truth. Have you been a bad boy? See, I don't feel like it okay. was necessary to like to put that in a comic because everyone already knows that everyone is into BDSM. She's not into BDSM. Yeah, I don't need I'm to hear either. anything about that. Well, hey, you just said everybody was, right? There's two. Your 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 formula is now flawed. No, there's two who haven't admitted it. <laughs> when we were booking the hotel we're currently sitting in, um, I don't know if there was a options that you could have added. 
I, I was tempted to tell you to put in request sex swing. <laughs> but I knew she wouldn't put that in. But I, I thought it would be funny as if they, they got that and they're like special request sex swing. Oh. Yeah, I requested a room on the opposite side of the building from the busy road so that it would be quiet. Yeah. That's that's what I put in my special instructions. See, that's not nearly as fun as sex swing. Or picture of Nicolas Cage. You know about that story? I don't think I want to know about that story. So there was a lady staying in a hotel, and I don't know where it was at. It's like a week and a half, two weeks. And after a um, some sort of, is there anything we can do to help? You know, your after the. So what she put up. Like a picture of Nicholas. So the next or the next day when they redid her, you know, recleaned her room, there was a picture of Nicholas Cage sitting on a pillow. So she started making like, well, I want a specific movie, and I want him looking this direction. I want him hanging out on the back of the door. Right? She just kept going with this, and they were all along for the ride. And then, you know, last night she was standing there. The, um. Requests going into it, but the, but the housekeeping staff put little Nicholas Cage head. That was uh, what she requested. They were just creepy. I thought it was funny. You often think things are funny. Siberian hockey. Like that. Being trapped in a car is getting really tough. Side tangent. Um, there is a river near our hometown called the Knife River. Oh, God. So I, I had in my head the whole uh, uh, with his face basically up against the cage. And, of course, his, his, his teeth are showing. And, and the sub, the that one is fiber. So when we went by the Knife River, I said, that's the Knife River you got there. And then when we went by any other river, river anywhere of any size, was, he also said that to me. Yeah, Husky. Yeah, that's good stuff. I got a message from, well, Rachel's not coming. Yep, so she's bailed. Bob's bailed. Looks like. Llama still hasn't returned your message, so no, no, yeah, he has. Have an excuse anniversary. So, what is the topic? Lion Forge Comics. Oh, okay. I was going to that. They're they're doing their diversifying. So, um, one of their Superheroes, for instance, is somebody with Down syndrome. I know that there is a black superhero. In fact, is black. He doesn't. I don't think he remembers who he has the powers to do stuff. I don't know. But all of this starts with the Lion Forge Comics Catalyst Prime Free Comic Book Day comic, which is now available free on Comicsology.com or Comicsology the app. You can read, 
and I have read it. Brand new shared universe. Okay. We lost Kevin. Have we read any of the other? I mean, I haven't read other three comics. Kevin? You like disappeared there for a second. Disconnected and had to reconnect. Gotcha, gotcha. See, I was worried about our connection here in the hotel. Almost no problems at all. Yeah. See, I'm I'm still having some intermittent uh, silence on my end. Oh. Maybe maybe I have problems and I don't realize it. Well, I mean that could be said of you almost always, though. What? I wish I had intermittent silence. I long for that. <laughs> you listen, you get at least eight. <laughs> Oh my. So now that I have uh, told you about the Lion Forge comics, um, is that something you would check out? I mean, so that I somebody maybe. Um, right now, I've been reading a like web novel series. Which one? Um, have you heard of Worm? I've heard of it. I don't know anything about it, though. Okay, so um, it's it's like a. Um, this really, really long story that uh, was done as a bunch of blogspot posts, and it's it's basically about a more realistic world that has superheroes in it. Like, do they have superpowers? Yes. What what I mean by uh, by more realistic is like the public's perception of them is more realistic. Like... So completely skeptical? <laughs> well, no, like the... Uh, like, all of the all of the actual heroes are registered and employed by the government, for instance. And anyone who who doesn't do that is considered a villain regardless of what they actually do. Okay. Also, like, they don't treat it as superheroes are superheroes all over the world. It's like superheroes in this region of the world are treated entirely different than superheroes in this region of the world. So, like, in some part, in some, like, less developed areas of the world, superheroes that, you know, show that they have powers are hunted down and, and burned alive as witches. It can be like how women are treated around the world differently by which talk and while women are treated differently than the <laughs> But like point being hmm. it's not as homogenous as a lot of like comic lines treat them. Yeah, well no, never mind, they're employed by say do they actually have to find you know, pay bills and have a day job and but yeah, like like the superheroes that that work for the government have like a paycheck that they yeah. um like I haven't read a whole lot of it so far, but like 
from the beginning, the, the main character that it follows is uh, like just recently started developing her powers. And then she tried to become a superhero, but got super fucked over by one of the by one of the existing superheroes because it turns out he's a total jerk. And so, so then since she couldn't become a superhero anymore, she ended up joining a villain a group of supervillains. And so she's like normal teenage girl, but now she has to be a supervillain. <laughs> Kind of sounds like the um, the magicians, like the ones who don't get into that school. You have to go be hedge. Go mages. be hedge witches. Yeah, yeah. Hedge witches and stuff. Huh. Yeah. Well, also the way that superpowers develop in in this particular series is that you have to go through some kind of like extremely traumatic experience for the powers to actually appear. So there tend to be a lot more villains than there are heroes because that's the type of person who experiences horrible, horrible emotional trauma. Okay, so it's kind of like, although not exactly, the Psyots from uh, Valiant. Uh, they, it, it, most people have the ability to have some sort of superpower unlocked, but the process to unlock that is about 25% non-lethal except for one Psyot who has the ability to have a 100% um, conversion rate. He just asks if they want it, he gives it to them. And that's something Valiant does. Um, and that's, that's the closest analog I can think of to it. I, uh, I follow the Psyot uh, characters because that's my favorite uh, superpower on, in the Valiant universe. Yeah, I just I think it's really interesting that kind of take on it because it even the like actual heroic types of of superpowered people even they got serious emotional issues because of the horrible experiences that led to them having powers to begin with. Um is the power somehow based on whatever they go through to get it or does it just seem No, it doesn't seem like it. Like the uh, the main character of the uh, of the story so far, hers uh, stemmed from a like she was being constantly bullied up to the point of trying to commit suicide, and then when she was in the hospital recovering from her suicide attempt, that's when her powers developed, and her powers are based on basically just being able to control insects. Hmm. Okay. It now is she the one that's the supervillain? Yes. Okay. So we're following. That, that was actually part of what what caused it was no one was able to accept that she was you know a heroic type of superpowered person because her power was something that they would assume that a supervillain would have. Racists. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> uh, classists? I don't, I don't know what you would say to that. Superists? Millimists? Powerists? I'm going to stop there. <laughs> <laughs> but you can get the, the free issue on Comixology, which you can then read 
uh, and then we can compare uh, what the possibilities of things are. Or I can keep you up to date because I'm going to be reading it because I thought that getting in on the ground for, floor of, of Lion Forge would be exciting. So. Yeah, just like give me the abridged version every time they release a new one. <laughs> well, I suppose I can do that. Um, I also briefly talked with you earlier about uh, I put it on the list as DC versus Watchmen, but um, this would be spoiler zone here for anyone um, at this point. Uh, if you have not been uh, following DC Rebirth or haven't heard anything about it and you don't know anything about what's going on in DC right now, um, you're either living under a rock or you have absolutely, you're not reading DC comics, you're not reading comics at all. So I'm B. She's B. I'm option B. She also does live under a rock. <laughs> so for those that don't know, when, uh, when DC did their DC Rebirth thing, they kind of insinuated that Dr. Manhattan of The Watchmen created the Flashpoint DC Universe. <laughs> and they have been kind of working towards a confrontation. And there was recently a four-issue crossover between Batman and The Flash uh, that basically says that the next time we hear about it, it's going to be like Superman versus Dr. Manhattan. I'm a big Watchmen fan. I have discovered that Kevin is also a big Watchmen fan. Just from seeing that movie, I don't understand how anyone can take him on. How anyone can take Dr. Manhattan on. Just well, it's, it's be <clears throat> the reason that it's Dr. Manhattan versus Superman is because Superman is the biggest Mary Sue ever. It's true. You may need to explain what a Mary Sue I, is. Oh. So a Mary Sue character is one who is... Like, they've got all of the awesome powers and almost no weaknesses, and basically they're, they're designed to just be super cool. Okay. Like, nothing really bad ever seems to happen to them. So, who would be another one? People are uh, saying that Ray from the new Star Wars movie is a Mary Sue, but that we, I don't I'm not buying that one. I don't either. Based on your description, that doesn't sound... Right. No, like... Um, huh. Okay, I hate to use this as an example, but have you read or seen Twilight? Yes, yeah. We well, I don't know if she's read, no. but I have both read and seen. I could, I couldn't. No, I okay, couldn't so stand. Pretty much every single main character from that movie <laughs> is a movie too. Okay, <laughs> that makes sense. I get. I can't argue with that. Right, like for instance, Bella just happens to be the only person anywhere who the vampire's powers don't work on. And, you know, whatever. That, that was explained, though. It's because her power is of powers. They explain that at the towards the very end, and then that right. still doesn't actually explain it. It's, 
it's enough it's enough explanation for me but I also don't spend 90% of my time going the, the, the color of the paint on my bedroom wall is still a better viewing than Twilight because I can get over the fact that the vampires sparkle for yourself if you hate it you hate it and shut the fuck up about it otherwise it's gonna keep popping up yeah see my my entire outlook on the Twilight series is that it's just boring I feel that way about the Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> like, like there's another one coming out? Why? The first Pirates of the Caribbean is good. It's the second and third one that I... They're shaky. The fourth one was, was okay. And yeah, now there's a fifth one. I mean, how many how many dead sailor pirates can rise from the uh, ocean to want to take on this one specific? I mean, how awesome was he in his youth? For fuck's sake, we don't ever get the idea that he was the pirate. Well, actually, there there is a lot of reference to him like being a super famous pirate at the very least, because like everyone seems to have heard of him. But I see. I think with the reference, like the very first time you're, that's Captain Jack Sparrow. He's like, but you have heard of me, you know that when he when he floats in on the like top. Like Chuck of the, Norris. <laughs> yeah, I see. I don't. I don't ever get the sense that he has done as much. I mean, every movie that pops up, and you know, there's another. Oh, he killed me. I'm after him because I'm Davy Jones. Oh, he killed me. I'm after him because I'm. Cthulhu. I mean, I, I don't get the sense that he <laughs> Maybe is... Maybe I'd watch that one. I, well, I, I would probably too. But I don't get the sense that he has done... I, I don't get the sense that he is like the... Because someone to have done as much as he is implied to have done would be the single most famous pirate on the entire planet. And he's not... Just, DJ, remember, this was before YouTube and Facebook and Twitter. Yes. So, So they couldn't spread that information as quickly. Well, if see, you had to do it by carrier parrot. The thing is, though, that he's he's shown as not being... Pirates become well-known because they say murder a bunch of people. Like, that's why the Black Pearl is so well-known, is because they slaughter entire, like, towns and stuff. And the reason Blackbeard was so feared was because he, you know, killed all the people and was rumored to be immortal. I just, I don't know. We're completely away from the Watchmen here, but I, I mean, I, I have a friend who's super excited that Pirates is out. I'm happy for him. Great. I'll wait to see it until it comes out onto some sort of video platform like a Netflix or Hulu, so that I'm not even spending money on it. And I'm gone for the night. And she's gone for the night. But back to Watchmen. Um, the Alan Moore, when he wrote The Watchmen, based every single one of those superheroes off of a character from Charlton Comics, right? Um, so, Dr. Manhattan is actually based off of Captain Adam, which is now a DC superhero. So Captain Adam and Dr. Manhattan are technically the same person. Mm -hmm. So 
the fact that Captain Adam hasn't bested Superman is the interesting thing here. But I mean, they have portrayed, in my mind, Alan Moore portrayed Dr. Manhattan a lot more sinister or I don't know, sinister is not the word. It's um, why are they all of a sudden going to go after each other? It's insinuated that Dr. Manhattan has created or changed the DC universe to suit his own needs. And I don't know what the trumped up reason for Superman going after him, but I mean, that's what superheroes do is they get into a fight and then they become friends. Yeah. I mean, they've built most of the DC franchise. It seems like off of the rivalry between Superman and Batman. So Which is ridiculous because there's absolutely no way a superpower is money. An alien who is literally powered by the sun, who is uh, our Mary Sue. Yeah. Seriously, I, I think what pisses me off about Superman the most is the fact that he has like 50 freaking different powers depending on who the writer is. Every time somebody wants to add something, they do. I, I was ex super excited when they made Superman an electron, uh, electric hero, like he had lightning powers. Do you remember that in blue? Costume. I really taken him in a direction, and he wasn't. He didn't have his standard power set anymore. And man, that was universally that they immediately went back to the way he had been. And I was like. Pfft. I don't care anymore. Well, that makes me think of a zombie movie or a vampire movie where you have to... Okay, what are the rules as compared to the rules that you think are standard on, on a different vampire or zombie movie? So with if they change Superman's powers. Hmm. Yeah, I'm interested in the watch meme. I am one of those people that does not give a rat I don't want to be laden with 75 years man's done in order to read the story that's going to come out next month. I should not be burdened with that. I don't think the writers should be burdened with that. You've got this multiple universe, multiple universe thing going on in DC. Just, just tell the fucking story. It doesn't have to tie into worth of what the character's done for fuck's sake. Which is why I'm so much coming up with a brand new superhero universe. They don't have no history. Starts right there. Yeah, history. Math sucks. <laughs> See, I have to disagree with you, but only because I get paid to do math. But now what I've noticed in life is that you either like math or you like history. Mm, I like math. And Kevin, which one do you like? I now, which one? don't have a preference on that one. Really? You didn't hate one and love the other? No. Well, then you're weird. The only class that I ever hated was uh, PE. 
basically. <laughs> I hated that class. I didn't like English. I didn't like history. See, I, I failed phys ed one semester because I wouldn't shower after class in the locker room showers. Because just no. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I didn't like, I, I, well, I, I had, so I didn't have to, uh, I didn't have to worry about that. Yeah, see, I, I just, I'm not comfortable with the idea of being naked in a shower with other people around. Yes. And young people who are likely to, I don't know, be immature. Yeah, so that's why I failed that class, which was, I think, the only class I've ever failed. Not me. Mm, I've never failed a class. I failed a few. I love geometry so much I took it twice. But geometry is one of the easier ones. Well, see... I hated... I, I wasn't good with geometry. I was way better with algebra. So, funny story with the geometry. It wasn't because I didn't know what I was doing. It's because I never did the daily assignments. I didn't do a single daily assignment that first year, not one. So I would come into the, the class for the test, and I would ace the test. So it was three school year, and the teacher finally goes, why don't you do the daily assignments? And I'm like, I just, I don't care. He goes, you would have you would have an A in this class easy because you aced the tests. If it was the opposite way around, I would say you're from somebody, but you can't come into the test with somebody else's answers. I mean, you're doing that on your own. I'm like, I just, I just don't care. Time. I did enough daily assignments pass because I could still ace the tests. With a year under my belt, I kind of I knew what to expect, too. It was more advanced than the class I was going through with the second time. Yeah, see, I... For me, tests are... have always been super easy. Like, all throughout high school, I never studied for a test, but I also never got anything less than an A-. minus. Hmm? Do you take notes? No. Do you take notes? In high school? Yes. Yes. Okay. I just retained information easily. Easy. So I developed this. Still are. I developed this habit where I can just sit in a class and listen and visually and audibly associate information with something. So if you listen that all the time and I always say it's a weird way to start a conversation so I don't need to take notes because I don't and I and I'm not getting everything when I take the notes so um, I have learned to just listen in a class in a class if you pay some <laughs> that's how I take notes so I've done that I can if I I know how to trigger it. I will. I'll get fairly decent details out of it. 
I think what I've always yeah, really. noticed that is just making stuff up on the spot, and it usually just works. No, no. See, I, I've, I've, my method is awesome. I, I teach anyone else my method, but it, uh, it it's basically how I learn everything. It's I have to. You subject. In the subject, um, I can't. They're teaching me how to do to do it. If you are just going to explain it to me and then expect me to do it, I can't get any of that. So if she was going to teach me how to knit right now, she can't just tell me what she's doing. She has to have me do it while I'm doing it and pick it up. you were interested in knitting. If I was interested in knitting, which I'm not. Right. No amount of teaching you is going to Right. Because you will choose to ignore it. Did we lose you again, Kevin? No, I'm here. You are still cutting out, though. That's so weird. I don't know how to fix that on my end, either. Yeah, well, I'm pretty sure it's it's not my connection because I've had a pretty strong connection all week. So we're going to go with the next, I don't know, 15 minutes or so to see if I cut out or we cut out since we're both using the same microphone. Okay. So, and he's saying that because he reached over and turned off the air conditioner. Not that you'd have any idea because he didn't bother saying anything. Well, I, I'm trying to remove the noises on my end without explaining every back end thing to everyone out that isn't watching us right now. You know, we, we never got any views on our live show last week. And we didn't, we got one view on the edited version. <laughs> Which is actually longer than the live show because all I do is cut out a little bit for the the opening sequence and then I put in our special opening with our Caillou Rangers, our Q Rangers. So it's a little longer actually, but whatever. I am putting this out as an audio podcast. So I mean, I haven't looked at the exact numbers yet, but I know that my own personal audio, uh, audio podcast, The Spectre Show, is getting way more downloads than I would have imagined this early in the game. So I'm kind of angling things to get that more popular, I guess. Um, I haven't quite done a one-to-one, -one, this is what I'm talking about, this is why it's so popular thing, but um, I bullet journal. So I created a role-playing game system to make you want to continue bullet journaling if you're already bullet journaling. I think anecdotally that those are the episodes that get the high number of downloads because I'm talking about it. So when the system gets released in the next week or so, um, then we'll see what kind of traffic we get on the website. And then maybe I'm going to put out the, this is what the system is video on YouTube so that I can see what kind of traffic I get for that. Cause bullet journaling traffic, uh, bullet journal, videos on YouTube, I noticed, have a fairly decently high view rate. 
And a lot of them are really old, like like two years plus old or seven months plus old. Hmm. Yeah, I'm thinking that uh, when we have, well, next month when Final Fantasy releases, I'm going to have to set up a Twitch channel for that. Are you able to simultaneously stream to Twitch and to YouTube? I don't know. Can you download your Twitch after you're done streaming, or is it only live? Well, I've never actually set up a, a Twitch channel before, so uh, I'm not sure exactly how that works. Because, you know, we can connect you to this YouTube channel, and you can stream it here on YouTube. That would be awesome. And then we'd have all kinds of extra content, and I would watch them. That's true. I I could, I could probably just plug in a headset to my controller, and I could be able to provide commentary while I play. Um, we had problems with that. What did it boil down to? You had to use a certain... Um, if, you, if you're going to do that, I would get a rig specifically for game. So that basically get a headset microphone combination that's specifically for PlayStation to plug in to commentate. Because when I did that with um, No Man's Sky, the the audio of the game was so much louder than I was, and I don't remember what I did to f ramp my audio up, but I had to use, like, a specific headset microphone combination from, like, a old phone that we had gotten. I mean, it was, was really shoddy. It was like an earbud with a thing that you talk into. I wanted to use microphone. I meant the little plastic thing that has the microphone on it, like the volume and stuff. But um, I would have rather had a microphone or plug in my the I don't know plug in my ear pods or something. You know, something that I knew had a higher quality, but it it wouldn't recognize the AirPods, for instance, or ear pods. So I I I would strongly suggest going with a a headset that is specifically designed for that. All right, I'll need to look into that then. Have we cut out at all? Would we have cut out by now if, if we had? Yeah, no, you, you've been fine since you turned that off, so I think that's what the issue was. Yeah, and we're, I mean, I'm, <laughs> as far as this goes, it's, it's literally right there, so I mean, it's super close. I mean, I, I, when I reached over, you saw that I wasn't even gone off the screen, so. Yeah. Problem solved. Yeah, so I'm, so I think I've still got a few more days, so. I'm going to look into setting up a Twitch channel or or streaming to YouTube or whatever and get the right headset to do it because we've got coming up the Morrowind expansion for Elder Scrolls Online, followed by the Stormblood expansion for Final Fantasy XIV, followed by the Final Fantasy XII remake. Twelve, twelve or ten? Twelve. Who was the lead character in 12? Vaughn. I'm going to have to Google that. I know that we've had this conversation before. I just don't. Yes, we have. <laughs> oh. It was at the same time that I told you that they had the Final Fantasy X remaster. Maybe that's why. I'm... Okay, so 12, gotcha. 12 is, is the cover that cover. You can almost see it. 
Okay. Come. Yeah, the dude with the stupid looking short vest. <clears throat> yeah, and the lady with the bunny ears. So, okay. So, all right. Got it. So then 13 would have been... I never played 13. Really? Yeah, no, I, um, I played... Oh, 13 would have been Lightning and uh, the ladies. Um, because there's a 13 2. Um, yeah, with, with Final Fantasy, I haven't actually played a whole bunch of the games. I've played, I played 8, I played Crisis Core, uh, 10, a little bit of 10 2, 12. And then 14. And 15, because you've already beaten oh, that, making me very ashamed that I haven't put more effort into it. But I don't have, like, gads of time either. And if you do, you spend it on your phone. I have whittled it down now to doing the game in the morning and the game in the evening because I have one that refreshes at each time and, and then not spending as much time on it except for our vacation where I get to do what I want on my vacation because it's my vacation. But not mine. <laughs> uh, one of my friends just texted me, I guess, uh, he and his girlfriend are stoned in a park arena listening to a Pink Floyd cover band right now. <laughs> like a very bad combination there. Well, I mean, listening to Pink Floyd when you're stoned is, it's an experience. Is, is, this, is this in a place where being stoned is legal? Yes. So then there's probably lots of people stoned in that place listening to Pink Floyd cover probably. band. There's a, a Roger Waters Pink Floyd uh, thing coming to the Moda Center. Um, I want to say towards the end of June that I would really love to go to. But it's the same weekend as the Heroes and Villains Fan Fest. And I know I'll be volunteering there. So it's not my fault that she can't go. Nope. And what, when is that happening again? Um, I, think I know it's... I ask this like almost every week, but. <laughs> That's fine, because I keep forgetting what Final Fantasy Twelve is every week. It is June 24th and 25th. Okay, well, I probably won't be able to make it to that one then. That's a major bummer. You know who should have come on this show to make it super exciting? Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. I don't think that... I think that you would have to actually be bigger than we are for him to want to make an appearance. Yeah, I, I totally think that if I just pelt him with hashtags and stuff often enough, he's, he'll just, hey, I think that'd be fun to just drop in once and say hi. I mean, it's not like I'm asking him to stay for 150 episodes. 
Hey, Jimmy, I know you're busy, but uh, do you have time this weekend for the greatest show? Maybe he can send you a pre-recorded message. You can send us a pre-recorded message, Jimmy Fallon, and I would play it. Are you watching the concert now? Uh, well, I was watching two super stone people trying to film a concert. <laughs> Fun times. Fun times. I'm still annoyed that I forgot about the rave and didn't go to it. Now, I'm an old man that does not have a rocking chair this week, but um, I'm still an old man. So what... What uh, what happens at a rave? What do you, what do you kids do at these raves? People get drunk and high and dance to electronic music. And everybody wraps up and goes home by nine thirty, right? <laughs> I don't think they have raves in nursing homes. At least oh, currently. Well, that just shatters my hip. That's old. That's an old reference. When have you ever been to a concert that ended by nine thirty? <laughs> well, considering that I've only been to like four personally, um, none. Hell, the last concert that I went to was a blues concert, and it didn't wrap up until one a.m. The last concert I was at, I'm pretty sure, was the Nine Inch Nails one. Is that right, hon? Or Paul McCartney in Paul, Portland. Paul McCartney. Or Wilco in Portland, depending on what order they happened. I think the Paul McCartney was the last one. So I would have been to Paul McCartney. I went to two Paul McCartney concerts, one Nine Inch Nails, two Wilco's. Bob Dylan and uh, garbage. Oh, garbage! I was gonna say Beastie Boys, but that's not right. The um, other boys, Beach, the Beach Boys. Yeah, so garbage. I got it. <laughs> um, we also went to uh, Weezer. Oh, Weezer! Hey, I, I remember that. Um. Um. Okay, go. Okay, go. <laughs> I really hope that, that Nine Inch Nails comes back through because I, I want to go to another concert. And I know, see, the last one we went to, the only one we went to, I didn't mind where I sat because I just wanted to be there live. Well, with the, the light and effects show that was going on on the floor, I realized I should probably make an effort to be on the floor or very near it. I got the gist, but I mean, it probably would have been a different experience down there. But I haven't been a concert goer. I'm not the I'm not the guy that stands and and chants and hops and flails my arms around. I I'm pretty reserved. See. Uh... 
a couple of my friends a little while back went to a Viking metal concert, which looks pretty amazing. I have to know what a Viking metal concert is. Now, uh, let me see if I can find any pictures. Okay. And while you're looking, I'll check to see what else I had on the list um, other than mobile gaming or console gaming. Because we could talk about gaming in general after your concert thing there. Yeah, because, yeah, then I can talk about the ridiculous games that I'm setting up right now. Yes, after that. Rather than wait, I'll just run through that. I do most of my gaming on this device here, which is my iPhone. And um, used to play a lot of different stuff. The thing that I have spent the most time playing is Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. And then I recently just picked up Wuxia Legends, um, which I've been sticking with a little bit, too. And um, if it continues just being what it is, I think it's going to be kind of boring the longer it goes on. But there are a lot of things that keep unlocking as I cert reach certain levels. So I don't know when that's going to stop. But there's a lot of areas I can't get into yet. So that's going to be interesting to see about. Plus, it's uh, like ancient kung fu Chinese things going on. And I love that. So it's uh, probably going to be a topic on the Spectre show in the near future, along with the Bujo RPG bullet journal role-playing game in the future. What you making? I am making a hat out of, out of pretty striped yarn. We should make um, like a, a rainbow striped hat for, uh, for Kuwik there and make him wear it on the show every week mm. and every day during the winter. Um, I, I was supposed to make myself a hat to wear in Beulah while we were there and that never happened. So then I, I mean, I've been working on it and uh, now where we're going back to it's 90 degrees. Which is, which is warm. Okay, so this is a Viking metal concert. <laughs> oh my god. So let me pop you up as the main screen. So it's just a lot of props. I mean Well, no, like um like for instance there is a band Ailstorm that uh does all of their songs are about Vikings and pirates. Okay. It's actually pretty awesome. You'll need to look them up. I I did look up when I first heard about them the uh, the the band that rebranded themselves as steam, steampunk. Got, got metal steampunk metal metal steampunk. 
Airship Pirates was their was their song. Hmm. It was awesome. I'm sure they've come up with more since, but I mean that that one was that was cool. I can Google it for you. Uh, airship pirates steampunk band. Abney Park hmm. is a steampunk band based in Seattle. Oh boy. Yeah, they branded themselves as a steampunk band, which is like industrial dance, world music, and steampunk influenced lyrics in their works. And their latest album. Oh, wow, they've gone way past Airship Pirates. <laughs> So the, the Lost Horizons album of theirs came out in 2008, and they are now on an album like five, six, seven, eight, twelve albums later, um, Under the Floor, Over the Wall, which came out two years, last year, last year. I like Airship Pirates. I'm sure the other stuff is good, too. So uh, release the Kraken on the sick RPGs you're making for us. So I uh, I wouldn't be quite that excited about it, but oh. so I have a I have a tendency to take uh, video games and like mangas and animes and just various other things that I enjoy that are not in a in any kind of a game format and convert the worlds that are depicted in them into D&D campaigns. So like I did one before with Game of Thrones where I took the Game of Thrones universe and turned it into a D&D game you know removing all of the characters that I hate and all that. So you removed everybody. Yeah. Well, I, I said it like 200 years before the Game of Thrones like TV show happened. Wise idea. Because the one thing I hate about games that are tied into media properties is... Is that they happen during the... Yeah, you have to play a character that's one of the characters from the show or whatever. Or if you're playing Star Wars and you happen to run into Han Solo, now what do you do? Because... It's not like you're going to derail his. I mean, you're you're not the main character in that scenario. Right. Yeah. Um. So what I've been working on recently, um, because a couple of my friends wanted to try out uh, these D and D campaigns, and I already uh, had some of the stuff figured out for them. Is uh. So I'm converting the game, the world from Final Fantasy XIV and the world from The Witcher into D&D games. Uh, I'm also working with another friend who wants to run a superhero game on creating 
a superhero themed game that's based on the white uh, the white wolf world of darkness rule set that would uh, that would be interesting I would want I, I would want the the scenario to be more like a TV adaptation of a superhero like an arrow so they wouldn't be running around in spandex because that doesn't make any fucking sense right that that's basically what we're doing is like superheroes as they would be in the world of darkness so you know you've got you know maybe body armor but mostly just like hoodies and masks and stuff i think that the hoodie thing is well overdone on tv but i yeah i get the the gist there is that 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 uh it's it's an easy way to obscure your identity if for just a little bit right so and I've been working that out like as a major as a major splat. So you've got like like for instance where you've got the werewolf tribes and then you've also got the um uh shoot, what are they called? Um Vampire Clans or Oh Auspices and Auspice, yeah. So you've got the Auspice, which is, you know, their I guess you could say like the race of werewolf they are, and then you've got the uh, the tribe, which is the social group that they fall into, and it's like that with pretty much every single one of the World of Darkness game lines. They all have that theme running, where you've got the birthright type and then the uh, the social group. So for the uh, so for the superhero game, the the birthright axis that we're using is uh, I decided to call it Genesis, which is where the powers come from. Like, is your character a mutant? Do they get their power from technology or some kind of artifact? Or are they like psychic or, you know, whatever. So that's like where the powers originate from, which also allows you to decide, okay, so how does, what's your character's weakness then? Like, if they get their powers from an artifact, having that artifact taken away from them would cause them to lose their powers. Yes. So, like, Mjolnir. Right. The way it was originally intended. And then for the uh, for the social categories, you've got two major ones, which is, you know, her heroic and villainous. And then beneath those, there are, you know, different types of organizations that they fall into. Okay. So, like, you could be, for instance, part of, like, a Justice League-style thing is one of the ones for heroes. Or you could be, like, part of a secret society if you're villainous. Or, you know. Or you could be part of the Legion of Doom, which has their own, their own swamp, their own uh, large headquarters. It's well-funded. Um, they're apparently getting power from somewhere. Right, so basically it just turns turns superheroes into just another one of the major splats for the World of Darkness games. And and in I mean it's an oversimplification, but for the powers you could literally just translate you could take vampire powers and just make it, you know, pick the one that's closest and just literally translate it over modifying it because it's not a vampire anymore, so no blood loss, for instance. Well, 
uh, what I what I actually did for that for the actual powers themselves was I actually found a list on Wikipedia of all of the different powers displayed by comic book characters. And then I just whittled that down into the ones that actually made sense to be included. And then, you know, worked out how those work. There are a lot of ridiculous superpowers in comics. Right, because, like, sure, the ability to eat any kind of matter, that that's totally a power, but why would anyone ever choose it? It's true. But I could be the gut. Yeah, well, we, uh, we ran a prototype game uh, a while back with some, of my, with some of my friends just to see it, how well it balanced out and everything. And it got really dark really fast. Okay. Because, like, one, one of the players decided that they wanted to play, like, sort of a Punisher-type character, so, you know, able to use guns and, and stuff like that. And they wanted to have their power as being super speed at its, you know, maximum allowable level. So basically this person was emptying the clips of two different guns in one round. And now hold on a second. Here's the flaw in that. Sure, the flash can pull a trigger at flash like speeds. But the gun is still only going to operate at normal speed. Right, but we, we actually addressed that with the... Uh, the guns were made for him by a different member of the team who had, like, super intelligence and the ability to make, you know, advanced weaponry and stuff. Okay. So, it you got around that. Using your system there, I've always thought it would be neat to, if you've got four players and you're the game master, tell the origin story of each of your four character player characters with the other players not directly, they can't use theirs. So if, if, if we're your two people, it's her origin story, so I am one of her supporting characters. So all the other players are playing the supporting characters until you've had all the origin stories. And then you can go forward with the team. I thought that would be a neat way to do it. Yeah, but anyways, so that same that same character, the one with the super speed and like to shoot people. The Flash Punisher, yes. Yes. Who was supposed to be a hero. Wasn't. Well, he decided that he wanted to try and track down uh, a major drug cartel. So they went to a nightclub and found someone who was selling ecstasy or whatever. And they dragged him out into the alley behind the place and asked him where his drugs were coming from. He refused to talk. So Punisher dude decides, okay, I'm going to shoot him in the kneecap. And like, oh, okay, fine, whatever. And so that happened. He tortured the dude for information and then just decided to, to leave him alive but bleeding out in a dumpster 
so that they could go and find the uh, where the drugs were coming from. And another one of the players who was playing a he uh, healer type character, it's like, well, I'm going to heal this guy first and then we can leave. So he did that and Punisher dude says, okay, so I shoot this guy in his kneecaps again and then we and, and so it just got ridiculous. And about an hour later, after they had done a whole bunch of other stuff, the the guy who was playing that character is sitting there. And he's like, you know, I probably could have just punched that guy first instead of shooting him, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Punisher only works in a world with superheroes because... There, he, there has to be something that he's offset against, and he's not—he's not a hero. He is an anti-hero, and most heroes won't hang out with an anti-hero. Well, most of the other characters were doing a pretty decent job of keeping him in check, but it just went so off the rails so quickly. Well, I guess you could always do the whole when the focus of the game stops becoming about the heroes doing heroic things and the heroes trying to protect their idiot buddy from the authorities because he's constantly going around shooting people. Um, maybe it, maybe the, the light bulb will go off and, and you would probably want to switch characters at that point. Just saying. Well, we did have someone who decided to switch characters mid-game because... He had decided to create a character that was based around magnetism as the power and just was not finding any real opportunities to use it. Are you kidding me? That uh, I mean, next to telekinesis, that is the most devastating superpower I can think of because you know how much metal is in this world? Plus, magnetism also fits in with electricity. So, I mean, you could also tangentially operate with electricity. Yeah. You could also have an evil stare that changes subjects really fast. Look, look, she's got the power. I've got the power! Well, see, the main issue that, that was coming into play was that he was thinking of magnetism as just, like, basically Magneto's main well-known ability of being able to move metal around. Yeah. And so he wasn't really, like, he wasn't thinking of all of the different applications. Yeah, I would just, that's... And it was, it was a mostly, like, investigative-style game that we were trying to do. But anyway, so he, cha he changed midway through, and decided to give himself the power of exploding which I don't I I didn't really understand but was like all right whatever fine so wait so can, is this as long as he can rebuild himself i guess yeah is this the exploding and he rebuilds himself after a little while or is this the exploding and he walks out because he technically at that point didn't explode like yeah I, things explode off of him no it was he actually i mean it there's a huge explosion, and then he reforms afterwards. And and how is that more useful than magnetism? I don't know. That's like me saying, all right, I'm going to have super strength. I don't really need super strength because this is an investigation game, so I don't need the super strength, even though I could use it to lift heavy objects that we're, we can't normally look under.
And instead, my suit is going to be x-ray vision because that helps me see through ladies' skirts. Yeah, that, that particular game didn't go very well just because I don't think anyone was really taking it seriously. I would take it seriously, Kevin. But hopefully once I get the Witcher thing figured out, that'll actually be pretty fun to go through. I'm glad you went back around to that. So we were listening to Chord Killers today. Which is just, and they had said that the there's a there's a network developing a Witcher TV show, and it has input from the author. Yep, Netflix is actually doing it. Okay, so then there was the conversation about whether or not it was based off the novels or the game, and it's very clearly based off the novel. So, what are you basing yours off of? The game. So, have you read the novels? Yes. How, how big of a departure is the game from the novels? Um, uh, well, I mean, I haven't read all of the novels, mostly just the short stories, but, like, Geralt's personality is quite a bit different, and Ciri gets a lot more screen time in the novels than she does in the game. So it's not like a... In the novels, it's a it's a band of knights fighting off uh, raiders from villages, and the game is all about large scale dragon battles. Oh no, the uh, they were, I think they were pretty faithful as far as the world goes. It's just like the plot that was different. Okay. Like all of the characters were the same characters and retained most, at least, of their original personalities. So when I was talking about Titan's Grave a while back, did you bother watching any of those episodes that Will Wheaton put up? I forgot. You should watch it. So Titan's Grave, the world ex was the easiest way the world was explained in the world, the, the, the explanation that seems to get everyone's attention immediately, although you may need some, some reference material as a frame to go back on, is that it's basically Thundar the Barbarian. Yeah, I'm going to need to look that up. So that was a early 80s uh, Saturday morning cartoon. Um, it's a post-apocalyptic world where magic kind of resurfaces and there are weird creatures and stuff. So Titan's Grave, using that same basic thing, is that um, Valdana, the planet, um, had this prehistory with all this weird shit going on. Then there was this great technological age and then something destroyed the planet or destroyed the surface of the planet and the whole magic creatures and all that other stuff started rising again. So it's kind of a post of, it's a, it's a magical fantasy land with technology. Okay. So it's kind of like the, uh, the thing that I was telling you about a while back that the book series that I was reading about, AI that takes place in the far future after humanity almost wiped itself out with nuclear wars. And so there's all kinds of like old technology around, but everyone thinks it's magic. 
It's kind of like that, but Titan's Grave, it's actually magic. Like you have magic and technology at the same time. Well, yeah, like um, in the book series that, that I was telling you about, there is actual magic. Like there's people can summon fire or bring the dead back to life or, you know, things like that. And the reason that that magic exists is because humanity, before the big war that nearly wiped everything out, had found a way to screw with the laws of physics to make re to make magic real. So yeah, that's it's I, it's kind of the same thing. Then. The uh, Will Wheaton basically had a highly produced story put out. It's like 10 to 12 episodes. If you look up Titan's Grave on YouTube, it's a uh, it's yeah. behind the scenes stuff, but it's it's the <laughs> ashes of Valdana. Yeah. Could you message me about that just so that I have that as a reminder after the show's over? You what say that again? You want me to what? Well, like uh, could you send me something through the uh, oh. the oh, Facebook yeah. chat about it so that I have that after the episode's over so I can Absolutely. Absolutely. Because otherwise I'm going to forget again. Because, yeah, because otherwise, I mean, if, if I would, I don't like the fantasy setting, but with the technology aspect in there and the fact that there's more going on, um, I would, I would play Titan's Grave. Oh, did you hear that they're making a, um, I don't know if it's a movie or a TV series, but they're doing something based off of Altered Carbon by Richard K. Morgan. I don't know what Altered Carbon is. It's a uh, it's a sci-fi novel um, by Richard K. Morgan that is set in the far future of humanity where they've found a way to basically create memory backups of basically people's personalities and memories that can then be downloaded into a new body later. Yeah, it sounds like Ghost in the Shell. I just sent you the link to the playlist. Cool, thank you. And what do you, what do you, what was that called again? Uh, Altered Carbon. Altered Carbon. I'll, let me Google that. Oh, Cyberpunk. Yes. Very cyberpunk. I, I have a love-hate relationship with the genre of cyberpunk. Um, but this is... Uh, I can just watch it. I don't have to... Uh... I don't have to read anything. When I give the, uh, I'll give the, the TV show, uh, the TV adaptation a shot. Oh, I didn't know it had already been released. Um, it looks like it's... Um, Television adaptation. It was announced in 2016, and the show has been ordered, but it has not yet happened. I'm just saying that because it's the, the you mentioned the TV, and that that's what's in Wikipedia here. Wikipedia. Yeah. So the uh, so they have the ability to back up people's memories and personalities and download them into a new body later, but it's super, super expensive. So most people can only, can only afford to do it like once and then they're just stored away forever. Um, 
But then there are the people who are super wealthy who are able to do it anytime their current body starts aging too much. So they download into like younger clones of themselves. And see, if I were running a dystopian future like that, I would totally let the, the poor people do it too. They would just owe me so much money that I would get them to do things that would compromise their morals and, and, and uh, other things because they owe me so much for allowing them to download again. Yeah, well, one of the things that I, that I thought was interesting about it is that it's set in the future, but they've still got like certain religious sects, like Christianity is still around, but it's considered like a weird branch thing. Like Christian beliefs are just super weird to people living in that time. But like one of the things that the, that the Christians of that era believe is that, you know, man shouldn't have the ability to prolong life, whatever. So so they sign waivers before they die saying that they uh, don't want to ever be downloaded uh, into a new, you know, body or whatever, which makes it very difficult for, which makes them targets for murder a lot of time. Like serial killers will specifically go after Christians because they can't be downloaded to testify at trial. <laughs> well, what an interesting concept to, 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 be at the trial of the person who murdered you. <laughs> True that. Now, she watched Titan's Grave with me, so if we were to play a Titan's Grave game, would that be something you'd be interested in trying? Um, all it was was Will Wheaton telling a story. Basically, but it would be more interactive with us because... If Kevin, for instance, was running Titan's Grave, or if I was running Titan's Grave, I don't have the team of writers there to completely rewrite what I just what I need for the next session ready to go. So it would be a different experience. Maybe. You guys constantly talk about doing stuff, but you never do anything. So Yeah, I meant to fill out my exalted uh, character sheet and that never happened. Yeah. That it seems like one of those things that will continue to be talked about, but never actually. Well, with my, with my Wuxia Legends game, I'm very excited to do Chinese stuff. So I'm, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna fill out my. Am I the? Are you literally just waiting on me? Because if you're literally just waiting on me, I'll, I'll just get it done. Well, and if you're not, he'll stall some more, <laughs> because someone else is too. So he's under no obligation to actually. Move forward. That's, that's not true. That's totally true. That might be true. Yeah, I uh, I keep getting sidetracked by other stuff, and so I still haven't actually like read the stuff about the sidereal exalted yet. Aha. Uh -huh. So it's really not important to any of you guys. <laughs> Not really, no. It, it, it just hasn't really been much of a priority. I'm sure neither has your uh, attempt to get a podcast up and running. Well, for that, I've been specifically waiting until the new games are released next month. Oh. 
Okay. Because I figure doing like a let's play style thing would work pretty well for a for a show that's about video games. Yes. Yes, I, I would believe so. Yeah, so kind of like an unboxing video, but for the video game. Yes. I'd unbox that for a dollar. So I could do like the... I could do an episode where it's the first time that I'm playing through some of the new content for a couple of hours and talking about what I like about it, what I don't like, and then revisit it like a week or two later, giving my latest impressions on it and showing where I am at that point. And then another one once I actually finish that content. Uh, you could also, and I don't know if you can replay missions, for instance, but you can, if you, if you come across a particularly interesting quest of some sort you, that you can replay, you can you know, run through it and just, just start broadcasting all of my game time and just pare it down later. <laughs> I mean, I, and that not, that's not where I was going, but I mean, if 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 you had a, if if they ran you through a quest that you could take multiple times, and hey, I liked it the first time, let's go ahead and run it and, and explain what's going on and why I liked it, and, and you know, replay it, do that. No, they, they don't really have that, but they do let you go back and revisit uh, all of the cutscenes. Okay. Which actually has proven really useful. Like, when, uh, when I forget, like, I've taken, there have been times where I've taken, like, months-long breaks from Final Fantasy, and... I've come back and not really known what's going on with the main story quest anymore. So then I just go back and watch like the last 10 cutscenes up to where I am. And then that tells me what's going on in the story. I can see that. Plus there's a lot, there are a couple that I just keep revisiting because they were so amazingly awesome. <laughs> I can, I can also see that because there was there I, I I don't know why more people don't make video game movies. There's a guy called Andy Gilliand um, who does the Assassin's Creed ones. He does Uncharted. He he basically plays the game once through, and then he goes back and plays and edits the game into a a movie. So I I thoroughly enjoy his Assassin's Creed Assassin's Creed renditions his movies. Um, yep. You'll have to send me that name also, so that I can look that up. Gotcha. Because uh, yeah, I'm, I'm. It's. I want to say that's it, uh, but I'll double check here too. He's he's got it's it's just it's awesome. Um, Oh, I spelled it right. Yeah. Yeah, he's got a whole he's got like Arkham Asylum. He turned that into a movie. It's it's just, you know, he like for the Assassin's Creed stuff, he, he doesn't at first he was showing you like all the kill ten rats scenarios, but um as time has gone on, it's you know, rather than hey, you need to go collect ten pouches of coins from people that belong to this 
gang, he'll show some quick montage-like scenes, and then it'll just be to the, you know, he's, he stays on the story. So they, while the games have gotten longer, the movies haven't necessarily gotten longer. They're all about three, three hours, three and a half, four hours. I mean, they're, they're paring down, I don't know, 30 hours worth of gaming content to just the important stuff. Right, yeah. Good stuff, though. So, um, we have run through all of our topics for this evening. And it's just the three of us. So, rather than prattle on, maybe for the viewers, we should go. Cut this episode a little short. And then if we want, we can talk a little bit more. All right. Or just go to bed, because we're in the same time zone as you now. We're in Spokane. I keep calling it Spokane, so then I, I talk about doing lines of Spokane. Iberian Huffington. Oh, that reminds me. We When, uh, when we were doing the... Um the superhero game playthrough one of the one of the people decided that they were just going to be a normal person and be like batman where their superpower was just being super rich yeah and it didn't work out turned into so much cocaine and hookers (laughs) (laughs) because that's what a normal rich person would do cocaine and hookers Sure, you have your Elon Musks and your Bill Gateses, but yeah, well, because we were talking before the game about like which superhero each of us would want to be if we could choose one, and Superman was off the table because stupid Mary Sue crap. Um, and that same person had been like, okay, so if I could be a superhero, I would choose to be Bat. And then I would stop being Batman and just be a rich person. <laughs> See, and I, I, I wouldn't even even if he was an option, I wouldn't choose Superman because there's so much so much baggage going on with that character that I don't want to deal with that. I need somebody who doesn't have an alter ego because I don't want to remember whether or not you know who I am under a mask. So. Um, I would probably go with the cinematic universe Iron Man because then I'm rich, I have armor, and I don't care if you know who I am. And super genius. I am. I'm a billionaire playboy philanthropist. I, I'm sure there's another one in there then. What are you without the armor? Genius, genius, billionaire. Yeah. genius billionaire playboy philanthropist. Literally everything that came out of you, or literally everything that you are, came out of a te- a, a tube, a syringe. Which one of us is wearing a spangly outfit right now? Let's see. So, I've always had trouble deciding uh, as far as like which superhero to be, just because they all kind of. I don't know, I just, I can't think of very many that fit with my personality. I like Raven's powers. Raven? Yeah. 
uh, from Teen Titans. Oh. Okay. Yes. Darkness and emotion-based powers seemed interesting to me. Because instead of, like, throwing, using energy rays or anything to fight people, I can just literally attack them with their worst nightmares. Wait a minute. Who am I kidding? I would be Shazam. Captain Marvel. I'm okay calling him Shazam. He's my favorite hero. I'll call him what I want. I'm not okay with that. I I don't care if you're okay with that. (laughs) Besides... Captain Marvel and Shazam, while technically the same character, are no longer technically the same character. So the Shazam one has the hoodie cape, and I think totally what I want is the hoodie cape. Shazam. And with that note, we'll let all the viewers go, and uh, we will see them next week. And hopefully we'll have a bigger cast. You want to come say goodbye to everybody? Bye. (laughs) Bye, Kevin. Goodbye, people.